Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf ayin tess. We are starting a few lines in. So we are seven lines from the top discussing, uh, continuing the Mishnah that we had on Ayin Chesam Mabez, which discussed, once again, how the, the minimum shear for carrying something out on Shabbos, and the Mishnah said that leather, the shear, the minimum size of Haitzah, when it comes to leather, is Kedelasais, is to make a Kamea, which, if you look in the Rishonim, it means to make a tick, to make a, a, uh, a cloth that would hold the Kamea, would hold the amulet in it, like a leather pouch for it, that is the minimum size. So, Rava Nachman. So, Rava asked from Rav Nachman, are, if someone takes out leather on Shabbos that's already been processed, Bekama, what is the minimum size that one would be chayev for carrying on Shabbos? So Amalei, so Rav Nachman says, Kedetnan, we learned in a Mishnah, or Kedelasais Kamiya. When it comes to leather, it's Kedelasais Kamiya. It's, it's the uh, size that you could use for this tick, for the amulet. That's what Amishnah says. Then he asked him another question. Hama'abdoi. Let's say you do ma'abid. Ma'abid, according to our Mishnah way back, was one of the Lamates Malachas of processing leather, of tanning something, ma'abid. So, Bekama, what's the minimum size of leather that if one tans on Shabbos, would he be chayiv achata? So, Amalei, Laishna, there's no difference. The same exact shear of making a kamea, that's the shear for. Haitzah uh, on Shabbos, and that's the size for processing leather, doing one of those Lamatas Malachas called Ma'abed. Next question. Le'abdai. Let's say someone takes out leather, but it has not yet been processed. It's Le'abdai. He's going to process it at some point. Bekama. What's the size that removing this leather on Shabbos, taking it out from one Rishos to another Rishos, when would that be chayev achata, sarmalei, leishna? Same exact shear, one size fits all. If it's this, the amount that you can make a tick for a kamea, that's the same exact size. So the point over here is, this last uh, idea is that even if it's not yet processed, it has the same shear, has the same size as a processed leather, uh, as, as processed leather. And, it seems to be a chiddush, that maybe there should be two different standards. One standard would be for unprocessed leather, what's considered a haitzah, and versus processed leather. So the Gemara says, and we know tamer. How do you know that leather that was not, has not yet been processed has the same size when it comes to the size requirement, when it comes to haitzah and Shabbos, as, or as leather that's ma'uba that's already been processed? So the Gemara says, we looked in a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Hamalabin, someone who bleaches their, uh, their, their wool, one of the Lamatas Malachas, Hamanapit, you untangle it, Vatsavea, you dye it, Vahatoiva, you spin it. All these things are Shiurai, the size for being Chai, Vachatas, and Shabbos for doing these Malachas is Kimloi Roichev Hasit Kafel. It's double the size of Roichav Hasit. Roichav Hasit is the, uh, is the uh, distance between your index finger and your middle finger, and you double it, so you have Kafel. Kafel, which is Kimloi Roichav Hasit Kafel, that's the size, okay? Now, that's one halacha. Then it goes on to say, someone who weaves two, uh, two threads, shiuroi, what's the shear for being mechaev, for chaev on oireg on Shabbos, is kimloi reichav asit kafel, the same size. So what do we see from here? Alma, we see from here, kevon de letviya koi, since this, this is, uh, this thread is, pra, is, is uh, set for weaving, Shiura Ketavoy has the same exact shear, same standard for something that has that has been that I'm sorry, the same size for Tviya, which means that we look at something that's that's going to be processed soon, having the same shear 
as the, the malacha itself of Tevia. So go, let's go back. So Vatoive is Shira Kimlai Rechav Asit Kafel. And what, what do you do with Toive? Once you have spun it, what do you do with your thread? You weave it. Vairik Shnei is the same shear. So so spinning and weaving has the same shear, even though it's part of the you know the food chain, part of the chain of getting it, of processing the materials. So therefore, we see from here Alma Kevindela So we see from here that, that once the point is to process it, it has the same shear as as if it was processed already, the same requirement to be one of the, the Lama Tess Malachas. So the Gemara says, Vishalai. Yeah, go for why it. Why can't we say the same thing that we said by dirty water and clay that they wouldn't, meaning that once it's already processed and the shear is much smaller, like would somebody really be Matriach themselves to process oh, it? So, Chaim, if you, I, would think, I would assume you learned the rest of the daf today. This is, the, the Gemara is going to ask your question, water, and we're going to see that. You're right. It depends on the tircha, how much a person is going to schlep when something is not processed yet. But you're right on, right on target. So we're going to see that soon, all those cases of, of processing, uh, of, of using wastewater and processing things. Very good. Next, let's say it was not yet but it wasn't yet processed. What's the minimum size for Haitzah? So So no difference whether it was it was not going to be processed, or it was, no difference. So the Gemara says, There's no difference between removing leather, taking out leather on Shabbos, that's mo'ubar, that's been processed, to something that's not been processed. Let's say a person takes out samanim, which are these herbs, that were shruyan, that you you, you uh, let them soak in water, and that's how you get the color, your, your ancient dyes, by soaking these herbs in water. So at this point, it's ready to die. You could put your tzitzis in it and die at tcheles. So halach is kedelitz boya bahen dogma. The way the, the shear is, the minimum size of doing haitzah on this item on Shabbos is in order to, to dye a dogma. Dogma is a sample. Le'ira, which is a, a weaver's bobbin. Something that would cover a, a, a weaver's bobbin, that is the the minimum size of this dye juice, okay, this dye concentrate. Now, but let's you have herbs that were not yet soaked in water. You didn't process the dye yet. You have the raw materials, but it's not been processed yet. So then, let's see. Tonight, you have these walnut shells, and you have these uh, the uh, peels of your pomegranates, which would be used to make dyes, or, or you have citis, you have safflower or pua, some type of other plant, which Arsenal calls uh, matter. We've had that before in, in, uh, in Shabbos. So, so, the, so the Mishnah says, what's the minimum size? In order to dye a small baguette that, that would, like a kerchief that a woman would put on top of her hat. So you see from here that there's two different standards. There's a standard when it comes to uh, dye that's already had its its uh, raw materials put together, and you already have dye. So that we said is uh, the shear of let's buy a behind dogma to make a sample. So if this concentrated dye can make a sample, so then it's haitza. But when it comes to the raw materials, you just have the the herbs that have not yet been processed. So you have your klipia glaze and klipia reminim. Then it has to be enough. Let's buy a behind begit cotton. Let's It has to actually make 
uh, a baguette, something that's a cloth that a woman would use for her hat. So you see from here, there's two different standards. So the Gemara says, we already know the answer. It was taught already on this Gemara. As Achaim was saying, so we have to figure out how much a person, how, how much tircha a person is going to go to, to, uh, you know, to get his dye. So when it comes to I already have the concentrate of dye, so I have the samanim and the mayim, so it's already fully processed. All I have to do is just take this and, and, uh, and apply it to the baguette. So that's a smaller shear. It's already processed. However, if I have to go start cooking it myself, making my own concentrate, making my own dye from raw materials, I'm not going to do this process with a few herbs. I'm going to make a, a, a larger production. So therefore, you're not going to start making a whole process. You could have a sample of dye. If you already have a sample of dye, uh, a small amount of dye, okay. If it's enough to make a sample, you'll do that. But to make dye from scratch, you're not going to do that if your intended uh, application is for a sample. So that's one question, and we have an answer. Let's ask another question. So Rava asked another question of Nachman. When it comes to garden seeds, dimikame dizarinu. When before uh, it was planted, meaning give seeds from uh, Home Depot. So Tanan, we looked in the Mishnah, Zerune Gina, Pachos Mikagrogeris. The Tanakama holds this is a Mishnah in that on that Sadi. What's the What's the size for taking out? What's the minimum share for Hitzah and Shabbos when it comes to seeds? Rabbi Yehuda ben I'm sorry, the uh, the Tanakam holds pachos mikagrogeris, even less than a dried fig. That size is enough of, of Hitzah on seeds. Rabbi Yehuda ben Masera Oimer chamisha. Even if you took out five seeds, you just have five seeds. That enough. That's enough to make one chayev for Hitzah and Shabbos. So that's one standard. Vilubasar dizar inu. Once the seeds have already been planted. Tonight we have a Mishnah coming up tomorrow's daf. The Mishnah says someone takes out zevel, the choladak, you took out fertilizer or some type of thin sand. What would be the shear? What's the application? What would he use this for? Kadila zaba boy kelach shakrov. The size is if I could now go and take this and fertilize one stalk of a cabbage, that's called haitzah. Divrei Rabbi Akiva, the Cham Imrim, no, a different shear, Kadila Zabel Kresha, a different size, uh, some type of leek, a different vegetable. But either way, you see from here that when it comes to fertilizing, once I already have a plant, so we see that very small shear, just one, just to fertilize one stalk of cabbage, that's called Litsa. But by seeds, you have five seeds, a lot of seeds, that's going to help you grow many stalks, many plants. So what's going on here? So you see from here, how could Rav Nachman assume that? Whether it's been processed or not, it has the same size requirement. When it comes to Hitzah, you see from here that when it comes, we, we, we differentiate between a different part of the process. So the Gemara says, It's very simple. One is talking about before it was planted. One is once it's, it's, you already have a plant in front of you, then it makes sense you'll fertilize one plant. And the same Yisoyed, No one's going to be walking around buying one seed. They're going to plow their field, plant it, water it, be busy with one seed. It doesn't make any sense. But if I already have uh, plants that are growing, so yes, I'll care for each plant. I'll, I'll do zevel. I'll uh, fertilize one stalk of cabbage. Yes, it already has been processed. It makes sense. So that's the same Yisoyed that we have to figure out 
the psychology of a person, what a person's going to go uh, schlep for. So that's how we figure out the minimum size. Next, varetit, when it comes to cement, demekame dilig belay, before it has been processed, before it has been needed, tani wrote in a brisa, moidim chacham rabbi shimon, when a person takes out shayvchin, which we had in our Mishnah, is it's water that's that's a, that's wastewater. You're going to spill out shayvchin. You spill out. So that if a person takes out wastewater to rishusarabim sheshiurin beravias, the shear is for ravias. You'll find some application for a you know three ounces of water. And the Gemara asked, and we asked yesterday's daf, what are you going to do with this water? That's enough water for you to mix your cement, to make cement with your with your uh, raw materials and water. So you see this, this that that's one size. But once a person has already been megabble the tit. You already needed the tit. Tani went in a brisa. Tit. What's the minimum size of tit? Kedelasis behen pikor. That means if I remove cement, meaning it's not cement. It's um. Well, in this case, it is cement. So it's already cement. And what's the size for haitza? Kedelasis behen pikor. In order to make a pikor, the uh, the uh, opening to cover the opening of a crucible. So that was uh, this pot that we had this in yesterday's daf. That uh, those that would process metal. So they had some type of keli. It's called a crucible. If you Google crucible, you're gonna find a video game called Crucible. But uh, the ancient, what, what the term really means, is some type of pot that they would actually use for processing metals. Tsarfin. They would be tsarif metal in it. So enough cement that would be able to cover it. So you see from here, what, what do you see from here? That there's two different standards. When it comes to the water, I'm taking out water to process uh, cement, that's a minimum something, and I need a revius of water, that's enough uh, to apply, I need a revius of water to make cement. However, when it comes to carrying out processed cement, it's a much smaller shear. It's just enough to, to cover something. So like Mark says the same tarots, Hasamnami Kidamaron, You're not gonna go process cement, go rent a cement truck, be mixing your cement to be able to cover something. It doesn't make any sense. If I already have cement, I need to use it for something, okay, I'll use it to cover a pecor. But to start from scratch, adding water and start processing cement, you're not going to do that. So that's why there's two different shiurim. Toshma. One more kasha. There are three types of iris, meaning there are three stages in the leather process. The first stage is matzah, and literally the Gemara is going to see why this is called matzah. The chippah, there's something called chippah, and the diphtera, and the third one is called diphtera. So let's see which, what, what does each one mean. Matzah, what's matzah? Kimashmai, the way it sounds. That means deloy meliach, there's no salt in it. Deloy kimiach, there's no flour. Deloy upis, there's none of this, uh, this, ju- this office juice, some type of gold juice. So that's what matzah is. If you look in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tuf Nun Hay, I believe, the Machaber brings down from this Gemara actually that we do not add other things to matzah. That's why you don't have uh, salted matzah, onion, garlic matzah, because this is brought in halacha, that matzah has to be kimashmoy, just flour and water. There is one product you'll see, it doesn't have the greatest hechshu, you'll see it around Pesach time. They make matzah crackers. So look at the Paiskin, they, they discuss if a person you know, bakes it partially. Is that fine? You'll figure out if you want to eat those matzah crackers on Pesach. But that's why we know we do not have any flavored matzah. You have your regular flour, water. That is what matzah is. The Avdinezer has a tshuva. What if I what if I add sugar to it? Is sugar the same uh, same thing as salt? Fascinating discussion. But we'll leave it for a different time. Okay. So that's what the so the unprocessed, no process at all, just 
plain old uh, uh, hide, that's called matzah. There's no salt added to it. They didn't, they didn't do any uh, processing. Next, the kamashi'urai. So what's the shear if a person takes out this matzah uh, uh, le- leather, right? Tani Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yehuda Kedei Boy Mishkoiles Katana in order to cover a, a small weight. So in order to wrap, wrap it around a small weight, that's called, that's the size of this leather that a person w- who takes it on Shabbos would be chaya. The kama, Amar Abaya, river the river the Pumpadisa. What's the size of this weight? So Abaya says it's a quarter of a Litra of pumpadisa, so uh, uh, some type of quarter of a liter. So similar to what we have as, as a revius, but that's the size for covering this weight. This weight. So that's matzah was the first step of the process. We have one shear. Next, chipa. What does chipa mean? So demaliach. There's salt. What was added to it? So that's the first step of the process. But veloy kemiach, no flour. Veloy up. It's none of this golnut juice. What's the share for this? So we see already there's a difference between the standard by matzah and the standard by chippah. Over here, chippah is like our Mishnah to make a covering for the kamea, but, but uh, matzah was the river, the river of Pumpadisa. Third stage, diftera, which is like a paper, the, the finished product. It's almost there. It has salt. It has the flour. The it doesn't have the. It uh, wasn't soaked yet in the juice. It's a, a, the size you could write a get on it. Now we think if you ever see a get, the get is very long. But Rashi brings down what does a get have to say on it? All it has to say is It Has to say the name of the baal, the name of the isha, the edim, the zman. That's the ikra get. That's all it has to say. So you don't need such a big fat piece of paper. We have all these other things that we write, but that's all based on minog. But ikra din just just needs a few lines, and that would be the size that you would use. You have to use some type of parchment, so they would use that for the for a get. Katonimias. What do we see from here? ketana river the river the pumpadisa. So you see from here that the matzah, the the totally unprocessed. Hide had a different shear, a much larger shear than the chipa, and then the the next part, the um, the diftera. So what's going on? Rav Nachman said no difference. Our ma'obud, our ma'obud has the same exact size. But you see from here another kasha, we see that doesn't have the same exact size. So the Gemara says hasam bibishula. This when we said that our that's not ma'obud. That it's the size of katana to cover a, a weight. That's talking about bibishula. It was moist and it was uh, it, it's not processed yet. And since it's moist, we're calling it bishula means it's moist, you're not gonna use it at that point to process it. But a dry leather, even if you didn't salt it yet, you didn't do anything with it yet, that would be the same shear. So we're just giving a tarot, hasam the bishula. When it's bishula, it's moist, you're not going to use it, so the only use it has would be to cover something, to cover a weight, and that is why, uh, that is the minimum size. Now, by the way, if you had a wet uh, hide, if you would cover a kamea with it, you would erase it. You took wet, uh, if you have something written in di, written in, in uh, ink that we use for Sifrei Taira, so you're going to, if, if it's going to get erased by spit, by something moist. So if you could wrap a kamea with a moist cow skin, it's going to ruin it. So therefore, it doesn't make sense that they would have a moist skin being wrapped around the kamea, and therefore the only use would make sense would be to wrap around a weight. So big deal, it gets a little wet. Just by the way, when, if uh, sometimes you'll have pisulim, uh, pustle Sifrei Taira, 
if a Baal Kare or maybe someone who says the, the Birchas HaTayra, if he spits on the, on the uh, Sefer Tyra, so that could theoretically cause some rubbing if that Tyra is closed immediately after spitting. So you wear a mask. That, uh, that helps. Okay. But now, I looked in the Mishnah, HaBeged Shloisha Al Shloisha. So we had this Mishnah several times already in Mesech Shabbos. So when it comes to the minimum size for a Beged being Mekabal so when it comes to regular Beged, it's Shloisha Al Shloisha, three Tvachim by three Tvachim, that's Lamidras. That means if a Zav would sit on it, that would be Tame Tumas Midras. But less than this size, even if it was sat on by a Zav, it would not be Tame Tumas Midras. Hasak. What about this uh, Beged that was that was made from the goat here. So Arba Al Arba, it's four Tvachim by four Tvachim are leather is chamisha chamisha five by five mapots? You have this uh, mat that shisha al shisha bein lemedras bein lemeis. So these all these things are whether it's tamas medras tamas meis. Now what, what are we trying to pull out from here? Tony, how Allah we learned about on, on that brisa habeget vahasak vahar the beget sak and ar kishir letuma kach shir lahitza. So you see that it has the same shear with tuma and the same shear for carrying on Shabbos. What's the problem with that? We see from here that leather that was nama obur the shear is. Five tvachim by five tvachim. It's not the same shear as arma obud. Arma obud, according to this brice, it would be, as our Mishnah said, to cover uh, a kamea. And Rav Nachman says it's the same din as unprocessed leather. But that's not true. Over here it says va'ar, unprocessed leather. It's chamish tvachim, chamish tvachim. So the Gemara says, hahu tovla. When we say that it's chamish tvachim, chamish tvachim, that's talking about where they boiled up the leather. It got very hard, and therefore it's, you would sit on it. It's a you're not going to use it as a case. If you think about it, let's say you have a leather tefillin case. So it's a very soft leather material, as opposed to a, a leather chair or, or something that's hard, a leather mat. You're not going to use that to cover something. It's not flexible. So when it's hard, so you're not going to use it to cover anything. It's just not, it's not, it's not uh, practical. So therefore, what's the size? The size would be what a person would sit on. What are you going to sit on? Five tvachim by five tvachim. So it's two different cases. One's talking about kortuvla, where it's been cooked up and it's hardened. And the other case is where it's your typical leather. Next, so now we're going to move on to the next part of the Mishnah. So the next part of the Mishnah spoke about different parchments and what would be the minimum size of carrying it on Shabbos. So the, so the Mishnah said, Klaf, so we're on Ayin Testament Bay's top line, Klaf, Kedei Lichtoi Velov, Parsha Ketana. In order to write a small Parsha of Tefillin, which is the Parsha of Shema Yisrael. So what, what are we getting at here? So the Tefillin Shal Reish have four compartments. You look at your Tefillin tomorrow, you'll see there's four uh, separate compartments. Each compartment has one of the four parshias of tefillin. We have Kaddish Li, uh, Shema, Vahaya, Vahaya. If you wear a Beinu Tam tefillin, you have a different order. But that's the uh, tefillin Shirash. Tefillin Shayad, it's all written on one scroll. So we're trying to figure out what's the smallest scroll use uh, that people would, that a cipher would use. And then we'll work backwards. If someone carries that, that amount, that will be Chayiv on Shabbos. So the Mishnah said, what's the smallest parsha? The parsha of Shema Yisrael, which is Shema Yisrael after that's the smallest of the four parshias. So if you carry out that cloth, one would be Chayav on Shabbos. So the so the Gemara says, "Ruminal, ask you a stira." It says, "Klaf." If someone carries out klaf, 
V'duch sustus, and duch sus, we'll, we'll translate it in a minute. So the, what's the shear? K'day lichtoiv alav mezuzah. Now, a mezuzah is one parchment. You look at your mezuzah next time you buy mezuzahs. It's one parchment. It has two parashas on it, shma and v'haya. It's much bigger. Than, it's double the size, at least double the size of shma. So that's a stira. Why are you telling me that the minimum size is... is is, tfil, is the, the first parasha tefillin. Here we say, Now, just by the way, what is duch sustus and what is klaf? So, the, the way they used to make klaf is you took a, uh, you take, okay, we do the same thing today for the, you know, the beginning of it. You take a hide of a kosher animal, take your cow hide, and you would split it in half. So the top part, the, the external part of the skin is called klaf. If you think about it, you look at Toysavis, he tells you how to remember it. Klaf means klifa, the peel. The inside of it is the inner half is called duch sustus, which means duch, which means there internally is, uh, is the flesh, is the buster. That's the Aramaic term. So you have two halves. The inside half is duch sustus, and the outer external half is called klaf. So we're going to see that there's a machlekes, which part you write your tefillin on, which part you write your mezuzah on. Now, it's not just a contemporary thing. For hundreds of years, the Sefer Truma, written 600 years ago, they talk about the klaf shebizmanenu, which is what we do today. We're not busy splitting klaf. The truth is today, 2020, you could do it. It's not a big deal. But for hundreds of years already, we have not been splitting it in half. What we do is we shave off the top part of it, shave off some of the, the inside of it, and we get to the exact place where... Uh, you know, klaf meets duch sustus, and we use the same klaf for tefillin, mezuzah, sifrei tyra, we use it for everything. So this gemara, you know, it was halacha lamaisa, but bezmanazeh, you're getting kosher klaf. This is really not nagay, but just an interesting discussion. So let's, let's go back to the gemara. So the Mishnah had said that in order for one to be chayiv, achatos, and Shabbos, for carrying a cloth, it has to be for the minimum use. What's the minimum use? To write the first parsha of Yitzvillin, which is the parsha of Shema Yisrael. So, mezuzah sounds like two parshias, Shema and Vahaya. So, why are you telling me the Mishnah? One. So, the Gemara says, my mezuzah. What does mezuzah mean? Mezuzah doesn't mean mezuzah that you have in your door. That's not what mezuzah means. That's because you, you grew up, that mezuzah means what you put in your door. Mezuzah means... Uh, a scroll. Mezuzah Shabbat Tefillin, and it's talking about the smallest scroll in your Tefillin. So, not a stira. You thought it means Mezuzah Shema Vahaya, it means a scroll, and it means the smallest scroll Shema of your Tefillin Shel Reish. Freyt the Gemara, Vakari Leila Tefillin, Mezuzah, anybody calls Tefillin Mezuzah, you go to your, uh, you know, Judaica store, one thing is Tefillin, one thing is Mezuzah. So the Gemara says, in, in fact, we do. As we see, Vatani we learned in Rabbaisa, Ritsuos Tfilin, Imat Tfilin, Metamis Esiadaim. So let's just give a little background there. If, if you look at Mesechtus Yadaim, and we had this many times already in Dafyami, there's a concept of Tumas Yadaim that Chazal were, were, uh, were geyser Tuma on Stam Yadaim, on, on Stam hands. Another thing they were geyser there is that if I touch Sifri Kaidesh, that my hands become tame. Why did they do that? Because people would be, you know, eating their chocolate Danish, then they would touch the Sifre Taira, they would get it ruined, so Chazal made a gzera. You touch the Sifre Taira, you gotta go wash your hands. So no one's gonna, no one's gonna be touching Sifre Taira with dirty hands. So, mission accomplished. So, that, you would assume, is referring to the parchment, the actual cloth, like a Megillah. You'll figure out how to, uh, how to use your Megillah on Purim. But, 
That's regarding the cloth. Comes along this bryce and it says like this. Ritsuo's tefillin, just your tefillin straps alone. In my tefillin, if it's attached to your tefillin box, it's attached to your tefillin, metamois esiodaim. You touch it, then your hands become tummy. If you would now touch truma, you would make the truma tummy. But bifnei atzman, if you just have ritsuo's that are not attached to your tefillin boxes, ain metamois esiodaim, it does not make your hands tummy. Rab Shimon ben Yehuda, I remember Mishim Rab Shimon, he quotes Rab Shimon. If you touch the ritsuo, you touch the, uh, the strap, you're still tar. Until you touch the place where it, it uh, attaches to the, the bias, the bias of your, of your, of your tefillin. Rab Zakai, B'Shmoi Oymer Rab Zakai, said in the name of Rab Shimon, Tar, your hands are always tar. Until you actually touch the scroll of your tefillin. But literally putting on your tefillin in the morning will not make your hands tummy. Now, what do we see from here? We see that he's, I, he's uh, referring to the scroll inside your tefillin as mezuzah. So you see from here, mezuzah is used as a term for your cloth. So the Gemara says, but in that price, the Sefer says, over there, that Brysa says that if you took out cloth, that's in order to write the Parashat Tanisha Batsvilin, which is Shema Yisrael, Mechal Duration, when the, in the, the beginning of the Brysa, when it said Bama it can't be talking about Tfilin because we already we're going to talk about Tfilin in a moment, and we use the term Tfilin. So it must be Bama Atzma Skina, and must be talking about Mezuza Atzma Mezuza itself. So we're back to square one. How could our Mishnah say that the minimum size for cloth is to write the uh, smallest parsha of Tfilin, but the Brysa says it's the minimum size of Mezuzah, which is much bigger? So the Gemara says, Hachi Katani, cloth, Viduch, Sustus, Shirun, Bekama. What is the size for cloth and Duch Sustus? So the Gemara says, Duch Sustus, Kedei Lichtoiv, Alav Mezuzah. Because we're going to see, we're going to have a whole discussion of this in, in our, on our daf, that duch sustus, which is the bottom half, the inner half of the hide, that is kosher for mezuzah. And you cannot use a cloth for mezuzah. So duch sustus is kedei lichtev la mezuzah. What's the minimum size? What's, what's the smallest use for something called duch sustus? It's to write a mezuzah. But cloth, which you're not going to use for, uh, for mezuzah, what's cloth? What, what would be used for? Kedei lichtev la parashat ketanah which is even smaller, shishma yisrael. So very good. No steer anymore. Each one has its own use, own application. So when it comes to duch sustus, I have to figure out what it's, what's it used for. Well, it's used for mezuzah, so that's the smallest shear. Cloth is used for tefillin, so therefore the shear for taking out cloth on Shabbos would be for tefillin use. So now we're going to expand on this discussion. I'm a rav. Duch sustus harayoki cloth. Duch sustus is just the same as cloth. Ma cloth koysin alav tefillin. Af duch sustus koysin alav tefillin. No difference. You can use both for tefillin. So the mish. So the gemara says tana. We looked in the mishnah. Cloth kedei lichtei parshik tana shabat tefillin. Shehi shma yisrael. That it's the smallest size for for uh, taking it for writing tefillin, which is shma yisrael. What do you see from here? Cloth in duch sustus loy. That when it came to duch sustus, I needed a bigger shear to be chayiv, something that I would use for mezuzah. So it seems like you cannot use duch sustus for your tefillin. It can only be used for mezuzah. And therefore, someone took out duch sustus, the size of a tefillin parchment would be putter. So you see from here that nobody used duch sustus for tefillin. And for the Gemara Le Mitzvah, really, if you use it, you're yaitzah. But since it's not mitzvah and not mufchar, it's not the proper way to use 
nobody would ever use it for it. And we're back to our original discussion of Hitzah and Shabbos. When is a person chayef for Hitzah and Shabbos? When you carry something that people typically use. Since nobody would use Duchsustis for Tfilin, therefore, it doesn't have the shear for Tfilin. You need a bigger shear to be high, which would be a shear from a zuzah. Another kasha, Tashma, Halacha Lamoshim Misinai Tfilin ala klaf, Vimezuzah al Duchsustis. And what does this mean? So we explained this before. Klaf is Bemakayim Basar. Klaf is the place of where the meat, the, the uh, meaning, when you're, again, it's tricky here. Klaf means the klipa, the external peel. Dosustis is the inner side. Now, when I write on klaf, what does that mean? When I write on klaf, I have to write on the inside of the klaf, which is the makim basar, in the place where it's facing meat. So think about your hide, so it's facing the meat. And dosustis, when I'm writing on dosustis, that's the makim seir, in the part that's facing the seir, which is the external of the cow. So basically, you're writing in the middle. If you're writing on the klaf part, you're writing on the upper middle, you're writing on the you're writing on the bottom. And that's how you see where the Sefer Truma says that our klaf, we get to that middle part, we're good to go for mezuzah and for tefillin. So you see from here, how could Rav say I write tefillin on dosustis? You see from this Bryce, you can't. It's Allah Halamash Messina, tefillin al klaf, mezuzah al dosustis. So the Gemara says the same tarots, lim mitzvah. It's only talking about mitzvah min amuvchar, but bidiyavet Rav holds, you would still be yaitzah. So like says, but Tanya in a Brisa Shina, if you switched it, you wrote it in the wrong place. Puzzle, it's puzzle. So comes the Gemara, the Gemara says, Amazuzah. This din of puzzle is only by Mezuzah. That if you write Mezuzah on Klaf, it's puzzle, but Tfilin, you're allowed to write Tfilin on Dursusah. So Rav concedes that Mezuzah is very specific, has to be Dursustus, but Tfilin could be written on Dursustus. Vatanya, Shina, Bezeu, Bezeu, Puzzle, both. Both if I switched around the Tfilin, I switched around the Mezuzah. It will be Puzzle. So the Gemara says, Edi, the Edi, Amazuzah. They're both talking about Mezuzah. So what does it mean, Bezeu, Bezeu? Vaha, Dikasvinu, Aklaf, Bemakim Seir. You wrote it on Klaf, and you wrote it Bemakim Seir, which, which, uh, which would be Puzzle. And for sure, which is facing externally, it will still be puzzle. And for sure, if you wrote it b'makim basar, it will be puzzle. Inami, adosustis, you wrote it on adosustis, which is the inner part of the of the skin. But you switched it around. You wrote it b'makim basar. You wrote it on the inside where it's facing, you know, the ribs. That would also be puzzle. So it's just telling me that even within mezuzah, I can mess up two different ways, and they would both be puzzle. So that's another tyrant. Vibay sema. Another tarot, Shino Bazel Bazet Tanohi. This line that Shino Bazel Bazet is puzzle, that's not agreed by everyone. Tanohi, it's a machoikis in the Tanohi. The Tani went in a brisa. Shino Bazel Bazet, puzzle. Rabbi Acha, Marshim Mishum, Rabbi Achi Barchanino, Vaamila Mishum, Rabbi Yaakov Barbachanino. So we have a very simple tarot. You're right. The brisa doesn't sound like Rav, but it's a machoikis Tanohi, so it's not a big deal. Rav Papa Omar. A different tarots. Rav the Omar Kitana de Be Menasha. Rav holds like this Tana de Be Menasha. The Tana de Be Menasha. Kisava Alaniyar. If you wrote something, we'll see what this means. Kisava, you wrote it. We'll see what it is. Alaniyar on paper. Vala Matlis, some type of rag. Pesula, it's puzzle. Ala Klaf, you wrote it on Klaf, which is the upper part. Vala Gvil, which is, well, you didn't even split it. You just took the entire uh, hide and you, you wiped off some here and you wrote on it. Vaal Dochsustis Kishera, it's Kasher. Now, Kisavamai, what's this it? What did you write? Ilim a mezuzah. If you tell me it's a mezuzah, what do you mean? Mezuzah, klaf, mikas, vidon. Am I able to write mezuzah on klaf? Even Rav agreed to that. And a lav, tfilin. It must be talking about tfilin. 
that we hold that tefillin that was written on Duchsustus is kosher, and this is goes with the opinion of Rav. So the Gemara says, if you're going that the Bryce is talking about tefillin, doesn't make any sense because what do we say? We said he could write it on cloth, gvil, and dorsustus. Tfilin on gvil, mikasvina. Can you write tfilin on gvil? We can't write tfilin on gvil. So the Gemara says, Kitania, you're right. We must be talking about the Sefer Torah. If you wrote it on a Sefer Torah, if you wrote a Sefer Torah, any of these things, it would be kosher. So Lema Messiahle, we're going to bring a Raya to Ra from a Brysa. So the Brysa over there, it's in It's talking about Malam region. So the Bryce there says that a person is able to take Tfilin Shal Yad and make it into Tfilin Shal Roish. Okay, take the bias and use it as a Tfilin Shal Roish. But you can't do the other way because that would be Maridin Mikadusha. The Tfilin Shal Roish has more Kadusha than the Tfilin Shal Yad. So over there, the Bryce continues, similarly, Tfilin Shabalu, the Sefer Torah Shabalu, you have Tfilin that got worn out, Sefer Torah that got worn out, Ain. You can't just go into the Parshas Veleschanan and Parshas, you know, Re'eh and start taking out parts of Kriyashma and using it from Azazel. You cannot do that. You can't take it from Sefer Torah to Mezuzah. And you can't take it from Tefillin to Mezuzah. You're, going, you're being Mairid Mikidusha. Now, what do we see from here? Taima. The only problem is in a regular Hilchas, Eimaridin Mikdusha. Malam Akadish That's the only issue we have. Taima, the Eimaridin. Let's say we would hold you could take it down from Kedusha. Oisin, you're able to do it. You let it take from a Sefer Torah and make it into a Mezuzah. What's the parchment? What's the actual uh, cloth here? Must be lav dechsiva aduch sustis. It must be that you wrote on duch sustis because Rav holds if it's not duch sustis, it's possible from a zuzah. So what's the shaila of taking something from Sefer Torah and taking out Parshas Kriyashman and Vahaya and making it to mezuzah? It's possible anyways. You have the wrong paper. So it must be talking about duch sustis, and we see from there that you could have a case of tefillin written on duch sustis. So tefillin's kosher on duch sustis, and the shaila was, can I use it for mezuzos? The Gemara's answer was, no, you can't, because it's marid the mikdusha. So it's a beautiful riot to Rav, that Rav holds tefillin could be written on duch sustis. The Gemara says, no, no, not a good riot. We're talking about the chsiva al klaf. It was written on klaf. So go back to square one. We're, we're talking about klaf. Klaf got worn out, and it can use it for mezuzah now, except for the fact that it's a marid the mikdusha. That was the top of the top of the omen here. I test some days. You cannot use mezuzah. You can't write mezuzah on klaf. So the says, in, you could. If you write mezuzah cloth, paper, or rags, pasul, Amorab Shimon ben Alozar, the Rameir, Hayakoisval, a cloth, Bebme Shemishtameris. Rameir would be machmir to write on a cloth. Meaning, not only did he say you could, he himself would do it, or he had it done for him by a cipher. He would, in fact, write on a cloth because of Mishtameris. It, it uh, stays better, and you know, mezuzah are put in, uh, put in homes. We check our mezuzahs twice every seven years because mezuzahs could get ruined with uh, different temperatures. To Shiloh, if it's Negev, is Manazeh, a person has temperature controlled rooms. You have to check your mezuzahs every three and a half years. Okay, a different time. But in those days, mezuzah would you know, be eaten by rats. It would be ruined by you know, fire in the house, all these different things. So he specifically said to use cloth for mezuzah. So you see, we have a shita, Rameir. So now, Hashadas Lahachi, the Rav Nami, Lloyd Tema, Duchtusis Harika Klav. You don't have to say that Rav holds Duchtusis is like Klav. That any time Klav is mutter, Duchtusis is mutter, that Tfilin could be used on Duchtusis, Ela Ema, Klav Harika Duchtusis, Ma Duchtusis, Kaisen Love Mezuzah. The same way you could write Mezuzah on Duchtusis, Av Klav, 
You could also write mezuzah on cloth, like the shita of Rameir. So that is actually how we paskin. The truth is, again, we mentioned that our cloth today gets both duchsustus and cloth because we cut out the top and the bottom. We just have a center, and that's where we write our tefillin, sifritayra, mezuzah. So, okay, thank you guys for coming.